You're listening to the Batuta Advocates Weekly News Wrap on Desert Rock FM 96.5. Welcome back to the Batuta Weekly Bulletin. We've um, just had some breaking news that uh, I guess you'd say the New South Wales State of Origin highlights will, well, at least 40% of them will remain pixelated for the near future. <laughs> so, what, 40% of 10 seconds? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, not many highlights, no. No, a lot of lowlights, though. That's four those. seconds. A lot of lowlights for those cockroaches over the years. Sorry if you are one of them. Sorry if you're listening, but that's just the way it is. I'm looking forward to uh, seeing us win again with all four of my eyes. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah. We're sledging ourselves now, are we? I reckon New South Wales would get beaten by South Australia this year. Yeah, they're really popular. No uh, ticker. And, you know, that serves them right. They're very political in their selections. They would never have selected someone like Gordon Tallis in the 90s. Too oh, brash. they talk about Greg Inglis. They wouldn't have even selected him. No way. That's why he had to come up here. Yeah. And play his first ever rep footy at 18 uh, for Queensland something or other. Okay, it's fair. Sterlow was born in Toowoomba. That's all I'll say. What have we got in the news today, Wendell Hussey? Well, some sad news to kick it off. And a local blue healer has revealed that he's now too self-conscious to go for a swim in the creek after watching that shameful bluey fat shaming episode. Yes, these are the real world effects that fat shaming and fat phobia can have. If you think it's just noisy parents on Twitter, then think again. If you aren't familiar with this story, the creators of Bluey were forced to edit out a scene in the episode titled Exercise, where the dad bandit, uh, he's a fictional dog that's (laughs) made of uh, animated pixels, wobbles his belly and says he needs to exercise. Terrible. Obviously, a lot of people were up in arms about this, uh, you know, and about it being an example of cancel culture, as they say. But we spoke to a local blue healer named Bruiser, who said that this is far from the truth. The Perry Urban family dog doesn't chase as many flies as he should. As said, ever since catching the episode on TV, he doesn't feel like swimming in the creek anymore. He barked at us, I just don't feel confident about my body after seeing that episode. And cutting that bandit scene is the least the ABC could do. Yes, I've heard poor old Bruce is now forced to go swimming in his big baggy rashy. Yes, and it's not a great sight for poor old Bruce. The damage has been done, that's the thing about it. He is one of those kids that wears a rashy with, uh, with the big saggy budgies too. Mm-hmm. Because Bluey made him feel that way about his cock as well. And, and, and now he gets rash off too. the back of it. And, and this dog too has to wear the, the bloody headband thing because he's got bad grommets in yeah, his ears. Yeah, he's got grommets. Poor bugger. A life jacket if he goes out on a boat too. I know. And, you know, he's also got bad allergies. So I'd like to see him make jokes about that, Bluey. Um, what else is in the news? <laughs> well, we've got another story from town next up. And a woman who wishes she could be a stylish coat lady is unfortunately a disgusting hoodie gremlin. Her words, not mine. <laughs> yes, well, the cold weather has rolled in, even up here in the Diamantina. And despite saying that she loves cold weather fashion, Tudor Heights woman Ruby Dwyer has found herself wearing the same old sloppy outfit day in, day out. While winter fashion conjures up images of stylish French coats and expensive boots, Ruby says the cold weather has unfortunately resulted in her wearing the same stained hoodie with some jeans and sneakers every day. Yes, and as she said to us, I had to venture into the city this morning 
and ended up getting into a lift with a bunch of business people who looked like they were straight out of Gossip Girl. I wish I could be like that, but it's just too easy to be full-on Goblin Core. It's a terrific woman's voice uh, from Errol. Um, yeah, well, I, I guess they do sound like that. Yeah. Not enough nagging, I don't know. <laughs> oh, here we go. Uh, fucking hell, bit of talkback radio, like, mate. Are we keeping bit of fucking <laughs> continuous call team over here. Uh, <laughs> blow it out your ass. <laughs> <laughs> the missus is always knocking on the door when I'm halfway through taking a massive <laughs> shit. <laughs> oh, can you look after the kids? No. She gets at me because she wants to put her makeup on in the, the mirror. The footy's on. She can't do it because the whole room smells like shit. <laughs> I was in there strangling one out for me dear life. She wouldn't know anything about an anal fissure. Yeah, oh, she's at me because I've left the bowl looking like a fucking tomahawk missile flew in through the fucking window and blew it to bits. Anyway. Anyway, what's up next in the news? Uh, look, romantic news, a romantic story, and the headline reads like this. Uh, I would, but I'm not big on single-use waste, says Greeny Fuckboy trying to raw dog. Yes, this is quite a confronting story for me being a 56-year-old Liberal voter. But, yep, in some scary news for women of the nation, it appears that fuckboys are evolving their seduction tactics to the point of weaponising environmentalism. Yes, this comes after renowned Batuta Heights fuckboy Jamie Jennings reportedly tried a bit of it on last night, saying he wasn't too keen on using a dommy because they are actually single-use plastics and he doesn't want to support that wastage. Yeah, the quote from the conversation reads like this, Condoms aren't biodegradable, babe. Think of the turtles. I believe he didn't get his way. No. That's what I was informed. Fuck me. There's, I mean, I, this country should have a one-in and one-out policy, I mean. Look, we've got so many people eager to come here and and work. We should get Jamie and either cattle gun him out the back or mm. send him, you know, off off to do a couple gap years in some place that he wouldn't like. You can reuse them too. You just wash them out, squirt a bit of lube in there, roll it up and go again. No, well, not these ones because these ones are biodegradable because they're made of a natural product latex which comes from the rubber tree, Wendell. Oh, so they are biodegradable. They are. So he, he just wanted a raw dog. He just wanted a raw dog. He was he, lying to her. Oh. So not only was he's just a gaslighting libtard. Yeah, he was. He was not only weaponizing his environmentalism, but he was also gaslighting, which is a word I learned. See, that's the other day. why. From yeah. Just, just cattle gunning. Yeah, get rid of Jamie. Fair yeah. enough. Finish it up with sports to round out this week, and an elitist football code made up of and run by Melbourne private school old boys, surprisingly racist. Yes, the news that comes as a surprise to very few on the East Coast. The AFL is facing allegations of racism once again. The Code, which is run by a bunch of old boys from three or four schools from Melbourne who do everything to make sure as many boys from those three or four schools from Melbourne become professional footballers, have been accused of not doing enough to prevent another Adam Good saga. Yeah, Sydney Swans star Buddy Franklin was loudly booed by Collingwood fans, the club who started the aforementioned stain on Australian sports history, with concerns the booing could spread across the country. However, with plenty of mouthpieces in the AFL media have since come out to reveal that booing isn't racist, and there is nothing to see here. So I guess that's the end of that. Yeah, it's not like Buddy Franklin, who has played park football for the early part of his life in some redneck towns in Western Australia, and then gone on to kick a thousand goals in the AFL. It's not like he'd be familiar with 
what is and isn't uh, competitive fun. Mm. Uh, I think what they're effectively saying in the Melbourne aristocrats uh, that run the AFL are saying is uh, Buddy Franklin doesn't know what building sounds like. Well, I think what they're saying, you just got to understand that it's just a bit of banter, right? It's part of sport. Yeah. Like when they called... It's a part of AFL. When they, yeah, when they called one of their former players a chimp at training, that was just... They were just joking. It was, that was funny banter. You know, that was just a few blokes from Melbourne with their yeah. bloody, with their beanies on and their scarves on yeah. going to see some was, man grook. Yeah, that was just 40 white blokes telling telling Fuck him that it was mate, a joke. This, so. Mate, this game is such a fucking... Sh- it is a charade. Mm. I mean, it's just... It's, it's a fucking pantomime of what these people like to think it is. Well, the problem is, it's not necessarily Australian football. It's not Aussie rules. It's Victorian rules. It's still very much run out of Melbourne, which which do believe Victoria might be a little bit more enlightened than the rest of the country. But in turn, uh, Aboriginal culture and very, uh, in some examples, Sudanese athletes or Lebanese are viewed as uh, an affront. Uh, them being proud in their heritage and their culture is an affront to Victorian culture, which they're fighting so hard uh, to be considered a dominant Australian culture, which it's not the case hey, because Origin shits on their fucking TV ratings. It's just fucking... It is sleeveless rugby union. Yes, somehow with more concussions. It's all that jersey punching they do. Yeah, shirt fronting, as Tony Abbott said. Now, uh, yeah, anyway, that's the end of that story. Uh, AFL is not racist according to the people that run it and according and to the uh, Aboriginal people who are playing it and hearing... Uh, the crowd turn on them due to their race, they're, they're wrong. And according to the people in the comments of many of our AFL articles, that we're we just, don't know shit about AFL. We are just mouth breathing Queenslanders who don't know shit about AFL. Well, I, for one, say that's probably a good thing. I'm very happy to be ignorant about it. It would be interesting to see how you'd fare in uh, where we were on the weekend, in fact. Queensland Country Bank Stadium, uh, North Queensland capital of town so it would be interesting to see how you would fare if you were to treat indigenous footballers the way they do in the G <laughs> yeah there would certainly be a lot of people with rounded vowels getting their teeth punched in at the mad cow <laughs> yes because we just, we just won't stand for it in the deep north so shame on you fascists from Victoria this is the end of our podcast thank you goodbye ciao